Looking for your next TV show or movie to binge? Well, buckle up, grab the remote, and settle into your couch for this special edition of Crossing the Streams. We're here to help you tune in and get the most out of those 50 monthly streaming channels you're currently paying for. So without any further ado, here's your host of Crossing the Streams, Jeff Dwoskin. It is I, Jeff Dwoskin, your host of Classic Conversations and your guide through this special bonus episode of Crossing the Streams. What is Crossing the Streams? Glad you asked. This is where we answer the universal question. Hey, I just finished binge watching something and now I got to watch something else. What should that be? Well, you've come to the right place. We've got your back. We have over 105 hours of TV binge watching suggestions streaming for you on our YouTube channel. But you're in luck. These bonus episodes, we cherry pick segments from a few of the live episodes and we send them right to your ears. We know you're already here enjoying conversations that are classic and now you can get some awesome TV recommendations as well. It's me and a bunch of my pals just sitting around talking about shows we think you might like. Today we're diving into episode 64 with Archive 81, 65, Inventing Anna, and live episode 69, Life and Beth. Lots of great stuff for you. We're going to kick things off for you right now from live episode 65, Inventing Anna. I'm taking us through this one, so take it away, me. This next show I'm going to discuss, it's called Inventing Anna. Anna, Anna, inventing Anna. I know, I just was being dramatic. Uncut <laughs> 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 jams. Inspired by the true story of a total fake. So, all right. So, this, I think this may have been an algorithm thing for me. I mean, I kind of, I mean, it's the hottest thing going. So, maybe showing up in the top 10 is how the algorithm finds me. But, inventing Anna is a nine episode series on. Netflix. It is basically the permanent, 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 uh, permanent. <laughs> what are you trying to say? It, it has basically become a part of pop culture. It's already been parodied on Saturday Live. It's a, everything. So it's a Shonda Rhimes nine episode series based on a true story. They cleverly open up, permeated. That was what I was saying. They cleverly open up every episode and say, this, what you're about to watch is completely true except for the stuff we made up, right? So the framework of the story is true, but it's meant to be told in a very entertaining Shonda Rhimes, Shondaland manner. Now, just to give you an idea, if I was I was watching this show and I said to my wife, if this was just a made-up Shonda Rhimes series, I would have bailed after one episode. The only thing that kept me riveted and waiting for each new episode was the fact that I knew that it, this was mostly true and based on a true story. So this is, uh, it's got a really good cast. It's got uh, Julia Garner is Anna Delvey, who plays a Russian con artist pretending to be a German heiress. And she dupes all of the New York social scene and party scene and basically takes bankers and all these people, very popular people for hundreds of thousands of dollars, like insane amounts, claiming she's a German heiress with a trust fund of $60 million. Now, I'm not giving it away that she's a con artist because it doesn't like go. It starts in the beginning when she's in jail 
And the entire series is based on a article from the New York Magazine by Jessica Pressler called How Anna Delvey Tricked New York's Party People. So if you go read that article, if you've read the article, most of that is pulled right into the series. A lot of it is. What we find is a character named Vivian Kent, who is played by Anna Klumsky, who you know was from My Girl with, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Molly um, Culkin. And you were ripping my, on me. I know. <laughs> I have I, 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 she's best known for killing Macaulay Culkin. In my girl. No, I think the bee killed him. But anyway, but the point is, she's riveting. She is amazing in this series. As Vivian Kent, who finds out about this Anna Sorokin, is her real name in the show, but she had gone by Anna Delvey as the con artist, she's going to kind of find the story. So she starts to interview Anna, and this is the story of how, episode by episode, she's kind of digging deeper, and it goes, each episode kind of goes a little bit into one of the relationships that Anna has uh, with Casey Duke, who's her like trainer, who is played brilliantly by Lorraine Cox. And then Rachel Williams, who's played by Katie Lowe's. Rachel Williams is sort of crafted as like the, I don't want to say villain, but they kind of use her to deflect, you know, to kind of question whether <laughs> Anna's motives were what they were. Or, you know, there's a whole kind of thread that goes on is, which is Anna claims never to have really, asked for the money or stolen the money they wanted to give it to her <laughs> like that's how good she was yeah like she painted such a picture that people were just kind of giving her money so this rachel williams ended up exposing her with an article and wrote a book and after being stung by anna delvey and so that's that's a whole thread rachel williams the real rachel williams in real life kind of called this series a dangerous distortion interestingly enough netflix paid anna Sorokin, the real Anna Sorokin, uh, $300,000 for the, for this story. So imagine still like grifting. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she was in Rikers. Like I, she was like in jail. I mean, I was just like, it's just an interesting thing. I had read that it's illegal to pay someone for their story, at least in New York, but I don't know. Anyway, so there's, uh, Ariane Moyad. I don't know if I pronounce his name right. Is Todd. He plays the lawyer. He was in succession. And to, to, to let you know how good, in succession, he was like this hot shot, you know, the money going in and out. It took me a while to realize it was the same guy because and that's a compliment because his acting was so different in this mm. show. Even like after I made the connection, I'm like, I can't believe it's the same guy. I mean, it's just it was just really good how he could kind of play two completely separate characters. And then Alexis Floyd is Neff, who is um, the friend to the end. Like even I think even to this day, she thinks Anna Delvey is... Um, still a okay in her book but um it's just interesting so the the idea is that it takes you through and Klumsky's character Vivian Kent diving in and trying to figure out who this person is that was able to pull off all of these things there's a couple of themes throughout all the nine episodes which is that women are treated much differently than men and and that men tend to fail up and when women fail they are kind of uh, knock down many, many pegs. The one thread that they do with that is with Anna Klumsky's character where she had done something and her male counterpart had kind of screwed her over. Her career got ruined, but he ends up getting promoted and now she's he's her boss. And, and then the other thing with um, Anna um, Delvey is when, you know, she was found corrupt, you know, she ends up in Rikers and then they were showing all these examples of 
men who had done things like that lawyer who had actually given her the money or got her all of this access lied on the form ends up you know three promotions later he's like like he's like three promotions up and she's like in rikers right you know it was, it was an interesting uh theme you don't disagree with but it, it was interesting to see it um kind of played out but anyway i found this uh show riveting i couldn't wait for the next episode anna delvey julia gardner's accent probably heard parodied at this point there's many is it, ma- is it bad is it a badly done accent or is it no just- i think it's brilliant it's just okay. like you can't i can't you can't wait to hear her talk more in my opinion so she's a russian <laughs> pretending to be german yeah. speaking english yeah i don't know jeff i i mean i i granted to be fair i'm only one episode in but i find her accent completely laughable and you know, and part of the the vibe of the show about how fake she is, that her accent mm. matches how fake she is. Like, is that, it as like bad it, as Lady Gaga's in House of Gucci? <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! I started watching House of Gucci. I I like her accent. You're not special, Ron. Yeah, it it's it sounds. <laughs> it, it, I, yeah, I'm I assuming the accent was by design, as as kind of like a a, a parallel of how fake she is in life mm. that her accent would be okay. so fake. Yeah, but that's supposedly kind of how she talks, though. I mean, like, Anna oh, yeah. Delvey, even herself, yeah, yeah, the real one. Is. Ron, are you pregnant or are you so very, very fat? Yeah. <laughs> These are all quotes from the movie. But. It is. It is. <laughs> what are so, you wearing? What are you wearing? Why would you wear something like that? The interesting thing about the Anna Delvey character is her ability to pivot out of situations and kind of shame people and kind of get people thinking about something else. She was a master. Huh. I imagine in real life too, since of the things yeah. that she pulled off. I, I just, of, I, of I, diversion. I mean, uh, the actor and her name, I'm blanking on her name, but, uh, Anna Delvey, it's, she's just so wonderful. Julia Gardner. Julia Gardner. Thank you. She's so wonderful in Ozark. And I think she, I think that was her breakout. Everybody knows her in Ozark. And now to see her, I will say this, to see her in this outlandish, completely different role. It, it is, it does measure how far her range is. And, and for that, I give her a lot of credit. I think she's great. I, I definitely recommend it. It's a lot of great okay. acting. It's great storytelling. And uh, I, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. I did see it, in all fairness, on one of those articles that said, these are two long shows. It could be shorter, which mm-hmm. I know is one of mm. our themes here. But I didn't yeah. feel that way. I, I mean, I, it, listen, I enjoyed it. It's no worst roommate ever, but it's pretty good. All right, Inventing Anna, watch it just to see Julia Gardner, who is amazing in Ozark and spectacular in Inventing Anna as well. Ron wasn't as sold as I was, but I was all in. All right, well, let's go to our next show, which is Life and Beth. Howard Rosner is going to take us through this Amy Schumer show, and it kind of turns into an Amy Schumer love fest. All right, take it away, Roz. Do we think it is time? The time for the return of Ross. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. let's life talk about that. Yeah. So Life and Beth is Amy Schumer's new show on Hulu. It's 10 episodes. Amy Schumer takes a lot of crap. I, I happen to think she's very good, very good. I do too. Very funny. And, and I love the stuff that she's created more than anything. Trainwreck to me is one of the funniest movies of the past decade. No question. Agreed. Um, mm-hmm. This is, this has moments of Trainwreck funny, but it's a much more, emotional show than that 
So the gist of the show is it's very autobiographical for Amy Schumer. Uh, the gist of the show is she's closing in on 40. She has a job she doesn't love. Her boyfriend is just a mess. She hates that relationship she comes to discover. And it all kind of coincides with her mother passing away. A lot of the show is shot in flashbacks to her childhood. And so kind of as the show goes along, she kind of breaks up with the boyfriend. She moves into her mother's old house on Long Island, away from the city. And she starts to kind of find what she's missing sort of in life or what she thinks she's missing. Michael Sarah plays a guy that she becomes involved with who is very clearly in the show uh, on the spectrum. I didn't realize it until my wife pointed it out, but her Amy Schumer's husband is very is. awkward socially. Um, huh. and, and he's definitely been diagnosed with Asperger's. And so the character is very much based on him. Her character and a lot of stuff is, is very based on her life. So it's, um, definitely got some hints of drama and melodrama, but then the hints of funny are, they're not laugh out loud funny like train wreck, but they're really sarcastic funny. There's mm -hmm. a couple of laugh out loud moments. She, of course, includes some of her favorite co-comics. David Tell plays the rabbi that does her mother's funeral. Christy Stefano. Uh, Yarmanika Saunders plays one of her best friends. She's great. Gary Goldman plays a character named uh, Shlomo. I, I, um, I haven't I love. seen it yet, uh, Howard. Is he a main character or is he so no, romance? No, none of the other comic. The only, the only other comic that's really a main character is... Um, Yarmanika Saunders plays her best friend. She's really good. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's some other ones. Uh, Rachel Feinstein plays her best friend from elementary school and middle school that she's been kind of estranged from. It's really good. They kind of, um, it's a really interesting show. There are some really funny parts. And I really enjoyed it because it wasn't laugh out loud funny. It was a little bit more a little bit deeper than just uh, slapstick comedy. And then what's really cool is um, kind of in the at the end of the final episode, um, when they kind of wrap things up, they talk about her having played volleyball, which I guess she did in real life. And she's playing in kind of an over 40 league at the end of it. And then they flash. And without you even, it's not even a flash. You just like, it all of a sudden switches. And like Michael Sarah's character is actually her husband. It's like, you know, not acting. It's actually people from around her life all playing volleyball together. So I really enjoyed it. It's a quick, easy watch, 10 half hour episodes. Yeah, it's good because it's, um, you could tell that, um, doing the show was pretty emotional for her. There's some scenes where she's really, you know, it's acting obviously, but it's really hits home for her. You know, uh, Michael Rappaport plays their long, their father who's kind of been out of the picture for the last time, a long time. And I love, I love Michael Rappaport in anything. Uh, he's really, he really great. good. So yeah, I, I recommend it. It's, um, it's a good, Reasonably funny, but decent, interesting show that's different from a lot of the other stuff she's done. Interesting. Cool. Bro, I, uh, you got to throw up Jerry's last comment. That's hysterical. What, <laughs> what did he say? What did Jerry check on? It's never. It's no, no, no. no. It sounds dark. Is, is it in the DC universe? <laughs> his life and <laughs> No, it could be. There's that Jerry. There's actual hints of comedy and fun. <laughs> so it's definitely not in the DC universe. Independent. I sell wine. I I seen uh, the first half of the first episode. I I didn't. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Well, so no, I, you know, you I got distracted. It. It's not like I stopped. I just I something came up and I had to stop. And oh, then, uh, 
And then I had to jump in. Then I had to jump into uh, trust no one to hunt for the crypto king, and then ended up feeling like (laughs) Ron felt about Batman. And I should Uh. mention the last time I was on, I think I did a review of uh, the uh, uh, Bridget, what's her name, show on yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, on HBO. No, no, not Bridget, not Bridget. (laughs) Um, The character, I, I think I said at the time that to me one of my favorite most heartwarming tv characters in a long time was a character named fred rococo in that show and the character the the actor plays fred rococo plays a key character in the first few episodes of this show her boss and he's just so funny and such a good character actor. Mm. yeah we wanted like to see it we wanted to see it so i'm glad you uh i'm glad you said that i love those those dramedies or those dark yeah. comedies like I'm, I'm i'm into that so yeah we'll, we'll check it out all right we're gonna I, check I, I, it out I am an unabashed Amy Schumer fan. It's fashionable these days to bash on her. Look, she's funny, okay? She wrote one of the best screenplays of the last 10 years. Trainwreck is a fucking funny movie. One of the funniest. It's funnier than any Judd Apatow comedy that he's put out. (laughs) It really is. And uh, uh, and it's got David Tell in it. So And uh, somehow she's managed to... uh, be worth $50 million. Okay. Listen to me. Yeah. 50, but you don't do that by accident. Nope. A lot of people are jumping on the, uh, we hate Amy Schumer bandwagon. Now she's a funny girl, man. That's the truth. Yeah. I agree. Right. The show, uh, sorry, I was just going to say, if nobody's seen the, uh, cooking show she did with her husband, who's a trained chef, they're in the kitchen cooking together and she knows nothing. Um, about cooking. <laughs> I haven't it's seen a- that. It's really, and that's a really funny show too. Okay. I think yeah, probably Food Network maybe, but uh, maybe Netflix. But it's really good. Sorry. All right. All right. That was Howard Rosner and Life and Beth and Bob Phillips just gushing over Amy Schumer. All right. We got one more for you. This is from live episode 64. It is archive 81. It was Scott Curtis's dramatic return to crossing the streams. Scott, you love in his podcast, Behind the Bits. Take it away, Scott. All right, let's get to the next very important show for crossing the streams. The return of Scott Curtis, Archive 81. Scott, take it away. (laughs) So a little bit of a backstory. Uh, Since I've been moving, we haven't been watching a whole lot of TV. However, my wife went out to D.C. to babysit the grandkids this week, and I got uh, bronchitis and strep throat and couldn't do a whole lot, so I decided to binge watch a show, and Archive 81 was the show I decided on because it had kind of a horror theme to it, and I'm a horror guy. It's on Netflix, and I can't tell you the names of any of the actors because I don't, I only recognize one. I don't know what his name was, but the whole, the the whole premise of it is there's this guy that is an archivist for a museum and he cleans up old film and he makes it uh, so you can watch it, digitize it and stuff like this. So this mysterious guy comes to him and offers him a hundred thousand dollars to digitize some uh, videotapes that were damaged in a fire. And not only that, but he had to be sequestered in this research area to do it because the tapes couldn't be moved, which that didn't make much sense to me. So he starts doing this, and it's basically the story of a girl in 1994 who is documenting a apartment building that was built on a a former mansion and it goes in it's a real slow burn type 
saying it's only eight episodes, but the first couple episodes are a real slow burn. Uh, so basically, as he's going through these tapes, he's starting to get sucked in and he's starting to experience like dreams of uh, being there. And then it goes back and forth. The young lady who's doing the documentary, it goes into her life and some of her backstory. But it's really nuts. Okay, so there's a comet that comes comes through, and that starts this cult in the 20s. And they are able to raise a demon, and that demon uh, actually grabs people and takes them into his dimension because there's another dimension that the comet opened up As and one does. Uh, are you following this yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need it's, it's, i need i need to standard comet dimension opening story yeah. <laughs> but the the uh it goes back to okay this a lot of shit happened to the people in this hotel and they're either really weird or they're die they die and the hotel was built on this mansion from the 20s that is owned by this Voss family that were really into the occult and bringing up demons and stuff like that and they found the perfect vessel which is basically somebody they sacrifice in order to uh bring the demon up and Wow, it's really wild. Okay, I'm coming back. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's just totally not what goes on because there's a lot of twists and turns. I don't want to I don't want to give any spoilers, but here's the main points. You got a guy that's uh, decoding tapes, and you got the tapes, and you got the story behind it, and you got a demon. So you put all those together, and oh. things happen. Hmm. Sounds like family wow. dinner at Styles. <laughs> i watched it in three nights it was uh it, it really was good i really enjoyed it um like i said i didn't recognize many of the people on it it hasn't gotten a whole lot of buzz i don't think uh but it was like a new release that had come out within the last couple of weeks and i think it's really cool if you like horror and you like um it's definitely not like splatter horror and uh it's it's basically the slow burn more psychological thriller type so scott scott this is a movie right it's a limited series ah, okay. it's a limited series okay. yeah it's eight, Are they episodes, it off eight episodes on netflix it's called archive 81 because it's based on a podcast by that name right? yeah there you go yeah the podcast came out in 2016 i forgot about that part and uh it was a, a fiction serial podcast and uh it's based off of that very cool okay. very awesome cool. Wow. all right yeah, it was really neat. I, I really enjoyed it. All right. Well, that's a way, a way to come scorching back to the show. <laughs> oh, by the way, on the last show, I was talking about the Americans, and I was only halfway through it. I did finish it. It had a great ending, and I loved it. Awesome. All right. Another <laughs> timely uh, show. Yeah. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. You know what else is timely? Scott Curtis, ladies and gentlemen, from Behind the Bits. All right, that was Archive 81. So you got a lot. You got that one. You got Life and Beth and Inventing Anna. You've got a lot on your plate. So I'm going to let you go. Go hop on the couch. Grab your cozy spot. Grab the remote. Cross your own streams. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Crossing the Streams. Visit us on YouTube for full episodes and catch us live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Now turn this off and go watch some TV. And don't forget to tell your family you'll be busy for a while.